With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corn Roof Podcast. It's the weekend edition. Man, man, my number two, my sidekick, Mr. Kevin. All right, boys and girls. Crazy game last night. I watched Khalil Mack tossing around a grown man like a sack of potatoes. It was hysterical. Um, we've got stuff about Brady. We've got baseball updates. And we got more in-depth look at our six-pack. You know, we talked for like an hour last night on our live stream about it. But for those who don't watch our live stream, we'll go into more detail. Uh, Kev's also, got watch to- our live stream. Yeah, watch our live stream. Seriously, it's fucking hysterical. Me and Kev just act like absolute jackasses. And it's hilarious. And honestly, we talk about stuff that's not even sports sometimes. So like once I mean Kev broke down albums and music for like, like an hour, we'll talk video games, we'll talk movies, we'll talk sports. We broke Mandalorian news that ended up being fake about two hours later because, you know, people are evil on Instagram. And I've got a great last call. Kev's got some good weird shit, so it's going to be a fun one. So let's get rock and roll. And Kevin, last night, uh, <laughs> Brady 0-2 against Foles, man. I don't – I like – I mean, the craziest thing was that last drive, I thought they were going to get it. I, I seriously thought Brady was going to drive down the field, and then he forgot what down it was. Yeah, I mean, Bruce Arians said he knew. And I have a quick point about this. I think it's hysterical that Tom Brady's like, oh, I didn't get the respect I wanted from Belichick. So I, that's the, that was the driving factor why he left. He felt he was not respected as one of the best quarterbacks ever by Bill Belichick. Meanwhile, Bruce Arians is throwing him under the bus every week. I know. I was going to bring this up because I heard about – because I, I don't know if you listen to the Dime Package on Barstool. It's Fran and uh, Casey. It's a great podcast. I love listening to it. But they said the same exact thing you said. And I was like, oh, shit. They right, though. Because every time Bruce comes – and the thing is, Bruce never railed on Andrew Luck. He never railed on Jameis. I mean, he did last week, but, like, he didn't, didn't during the season. What has he got against Brady? Is he, like, just pissed Brady chose them? Because he recruited them. I don't know. I feel like it's probably because the team's not doing well, and Bruce Arians was, like, a lot of people on Twitter, like, oh, we're going 16-0. This offense is going to be amazing. We're going to put up records. And that's not the case. It's, like, with the pick on um, week one, 
mm-hmm. with Mike Evans. He goes, yeah, no, that was Brady's fault. Then last, no, Mike's yeah. on the wrong route, bro. Bruce Arians said it was Brady. No, but you look at the Mike Evans. It was a miscommunication because Brady was throwing. I think it was to the seam, right? And Evans cut back on a comeback or whatever. Yeah, it was an option route. Uh, there was a safety right in front of Mike Evans, so Mike Evans broke off and took the option and came back. And Brady expected him to run right at the safety, so he threw it right to the safety. Uh, miscommunication, yeah, but that's what you say. Bruce, you should go like, oh, well, he's still new, trying to get to know each other. It's week one. We didn't have a preseason, really. This stuff's going to happen. And he said, no, it's Brady's fault. And then, oh, no, he knows what down it is. Like, clearly there was some issue with that. For multiple reasons on top of this, this is just another reason why I'm starting to realize that I don't think the, the – I think the Bucks might be just a wild card team, honestly, if they make – the problem is their defense was okay last night, but it wasn't great. They played against the, the Bears, and on top of that, it's – I mean, oh, it's only week five, so, I mean, there's still time. There's still 11 weeks left and 11 games left in the season. But, Kevin, I, I don't know if I'm overreacting here, but, like – like I'm, I'm ex- I should be even like bad offensive line or not. You think Arians would be able to scheme around the fact that he Brady's Brady's limited time in the pocket? No, I you would think so, but I think it is an issue his mobility with his age. He can still move in the pocket well, but if you kind of shrink the pocket enough, you're gonna get to him. Uh, I think I don't think you said they're wild card. They might be. I don't. They're not making the NFC Championship game. They're gonna get smacked around. By Green Bay or Seattle, especially. Oh yeah. Okay. So let me play devil. Let's let's think about this for a second. So you got Philly. Most has a very good chance Philly will win the East because everyone else in the division is just as bad, even worse than they are. So then you go to the North, Green Bay. They 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 might be the biggest fraud undefeated team left, but they can score a shit ton of points. I'm not worried about them yet. Um at least for winning the division. Because I think Green Bay, I think the team that's behind them in the standings is going to make the wild, two behind them in the standings, is going to make the wild card because that defense woke up last week against, uh, two weeks ago against Kyler. Out of the West, you've got Seattle and maybe San Fran. I don't know if they're going to recover. They'll probably recover. They'll probably, they'll probably win a game or two. We were wrong about Arizona, at least for now. They're too inconsistent. Their defense is too all over the place. And I think they're still like they're going to be an eight and eight team, but they're not going to. They might be the last wild card team. Out of the South, you got New Orleans winning the damn thing. There's no question in my mind. Atlanta can't play defense and they're garbage. Dan Quinn deserves to be fired. Uh, Carolina, they get McCaffrey back. They might be decent, but I don't know. It's it's like I like a lot of these teams. I'm like on the fence about. So we're looking at wild card teams. So let's see. San Fran probably, uh, possibly Detroit. And then you throw in maybe Arizona or maybe Carolina. And then below that, then you maybe throw in Tampa Bay. Because I would rather take Arizona than Tampa Bay. Because at least Arizona can play, has better a better secondary. Um, Carolina's not going to finish higher in the standings than Tampa. That's not happening. Fair enough. I, I just was playing possibly with McCaffrey. The fact they're off and just starting to click. But the problem is I keep forgetting Carolina's got a shit defense. So... Yeah, also, their offense still isn't great. They don't have a lot of weapons, really. I mean, yeah, Robbie Anderson's been playing well, but Teddy Bridgewater's a serviceable quarterback. If Teddy Bridgewater was on Tampa, I would say that that would be a good team still because of the weapons around him. He's not going to elevate his weapons, but he can get them, not the most, but make them play like good weapons because he's not bad. 
He's a game manager, essentially. Uh, also, I can still see the Bucs winning the NFC South. The Saints have so many questions. Their defense isn't great either. Their defense is good. It's better than Overrated it has been. defense, but I would still take their secondary over Tampa's. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not arguing it's worse than Tampa's. Tampa's defense is a lot better than people thought. Um, But if Michael Thomas doesn't come back soon, if, God forbid, they lose Alvin Kamara because running backs are dropping like flies now, they're screwed. Even if Michael Thomas comes back and Alvin Kamara stays healthy, I can still see the Bucks winning the NFC South because you have Brady. I think at this point, much like for most of his career, I know Brees had a couple of those good, really good years, but Brady's a better quarterback than Drew Brees still. Mm-hmm. He always has been. I would say if the Bucks do win the division, it would be 9-7, and 10-6. It would be like what you just said. You got the Saints falling apart would be the reason. So I'll, t- I'll, I'll reel back my Carolina take a little bit, but I still think it's an issue. So by the way, before we move on, Kevin, tell the lovely folks at home, what are you drinking right now? Drinking some Wild Turkey Long Branch, which is my one of my personal favorite bourbons. My grandfather loved Wild Turkey, and also it, it's Matthew McConaughey. So, What's your opinion on it? You like it so far? It's pretty damn good. Not bad for the price tag. It's, it's my definitely my favorite, like, not breaking my wallet bourbon. Yeah, plus also I figured it was better than drinking a $100 bottle of whiskey. True. I, folks, am drinking our official, one of our official sponsors, Beckenridge Brewing Vanilla Porter. Beckenridge? Beckenridge. Breckenridge. There we go. English hard. Jerry, no spell. This is when I wish you were doing a live stream so I could put on there, Jerry is illiterate. Well, you should have heard me talk like a caveman when we were playing Rocket League the other night. Justin was crying. He was laughing so hard. Because if anybody knows, when we play rock, when I play Rocket League, folks, I have just crackhead energy playing that. Like, it's I, I see ball, hit ball, run at ball. There's no strategy to it. So our boys, Justin and Walters, who are both very well, very well knowledge and both played a lot of soccer, are like, you know, strategic. And there's me just like a fucking crackhead running straight at the ball. So it's definitely... Um, I'm also enjoying a cigar with it, but it was definitely a very nice uh, combo of a nice sweet cigar and a very nice beer. So Breckenridge Brewing, Belly of Sports, great combination. All right, let's talk Brady. At the end of the game, homeboy pulled a LeBron and peeled off to the locker room. Now, Kev, I've gotten – I got this texted to me by three different people today. Our boy Jeffrey, the one who actually argued about it with me, and he said – he said because of COVID it makes sense. I'm not giving Brady that out because LeBron got ripped apart for it three days ago, and I can't believe I'm defending LeBron. I'm not because LeBron shouldn't have done that shit in game three but because they're all in a bubble, so there was no COVID excuse there. With Brady, if you really are that worried about COVID, mask up, wash your hands after, sanitize, whatever, or at least wave to Foles. Give him some respect. He just beat you again. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like it's just – and now all over Instagram is trending like Brady sportsmanship. So I, I, I want your opinion, Kevin. So let, what do you think? Um, I think everyone complaining about this is picking and choosing when to complain and is a baby back bitch. They just lost a game. They don't – they're not friends with the other guys. Sometimes they might be, but they're not always friends. I don't think LeBron should have done it. I'm being honest. You know when else this has happened, though? I don't think – I personally don't think Brady should have done it, but I'm not offended. Guess what? 
Peyton Manning did it in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saints beat him. He didn't shake Drew Brees' hand. He did it after Super Bowl, whichever one against the Panthers, Super Bowl 50. Not that one because he won, but uh, people ripped apart Cam Newton for walking off. Guess what? Peyton Manning did the same thing the next year or like the year before. He does that. You know who else has done this? Michael Jordan has done it before. The Pistons' entire team did it against the Celtics. And they did it against the they did it against the the Bulls the year the Bulls finally won their first title ninety one, thanks to uh, Last Dance. I know that, but yeah, they, um, people. No, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you. I don't think they should be giving Brady shit. But if we're gonna give Brady shit, we have to give everyone shit. So I'm for giving everyone shit. I'm for ripping them all for it. I don't care. Like I'm not singling out Brady for it. I'm just saying like the biggest thing to me was I've always been about sportsmanship. Even if I want to punch the guy in the throat after a game. I've walked up and been like, all right, good gaming. And I, I walk off. The only time I didn't was in a kid. I started a brawl. I almost started a brawl on a baseball field for punching the kid in the ribs who, who robbed me of a game, game time base hit. But that was just me being an immature little 10 year old. But honestly, like I I'm, I'm all for just like, you know, at least give him a wave. I mean, honestly, like he's a competitor. I, I I'm trying to the human decency, regardless of what's going on. That's kind of the way I look at it. No, no, you know, athletes today, they're all friends. They're all hanging out. I hate that. I hate the buddy-buddy shit after games. The backroom deals. About, I'm talking about decent, common decency. I don't, like, knock them the F out, curse them on Twitter afterward, but, like, shake their hand as gamesmanship. Then be, like, my favorite That's th- human decency. That's being two-faced. If you're going to shake someone's hand, smile, and be like, oh, good game, and then I'd be like, yeah, fuck that dude on Twitter. Don't shake their hand. I will say one of my favorite ones, though, was the interaction between Taylor LeJuan and uh, Josh Norman. I think it was two years ago. Yeah. When LeJuan did, like, the little archer thing to him. And, like, he tried to fight. Josh Norman tried to fight him. I'm like, Josh, he'll eat you. Now, look, I'm not saying I want every post-game celebration or whatever to turn into a Jalen Ramsey, Golden Tate situation. I mean, that was entertaining, though. However. I don't like I don't like either player. So, honestly, like, I would have loved a fight to a fight to one gets knocked out. People need to calm down. No, I, I, I'll take that, too. I mean, honestly, I was kind of neutral about this. I was only playing devil's advocate when I was arguing. But the thing is, like, I just, I look at the whole thing, and I'm like, I, I, I understand why people are pissed. But at the same time, like, I do see your point. Like, I want the competitors, too. Like, I hate the buddy-buddy in the NBA. I hate the jersey swaps, I think, are cool. But, like... I don't like when it's like it's like oh it's it almost seems like they don't care they lost like I loved how like like I like I was watching the U part two today how Florida State just walked off the field because Miami smacked a daylights out of him two thousand and like how that's a rivalry I like rivalries like Cowboys Eagles I like the fact that there's always some chippiness in that game I love the fact that there is some bad blood there so I I, I like that stuff so I, I will I will agree with you there. Moving on to baseball, though. Oh, by the way, if, if we didn't say the score yet, uh, Bears won 20-19. You couldn't figure that out by now. Um, baseball. Uh, NLCS is set. We got the Braves taking on the Dodgers. Go Braves, for obvious reasons. Um, a- and ALDS final games, we have the Yankees taking on the Rays, game five. Aces taking on each other. The other game is set, right? Or is this... I feel like I I I lost it. I can't remember if the A's or the A's or Astros won. Um, 
Uh, I I, I want to say the Astros won. Okay, well, we'll I'll get a confirmation on postseason brackets quick. LCS. Yep, Astros versus either Yankees or Rays. Go Rays for our boy Cruz. So, there you go. Also, <clears throat> Cruz will be getting his Mack truck shirt shortly. Ooh. By the way, uh, returning guests do get a Corner Booth shirt, courtesy of Corner Booth, or a belly up shirt, depending on their choice. But that is always our policy, because then they're officially family friends of the show. But Cruz gets it. Cruz is joining the crew, literally, so he gets his episode early. Yeah. Also, he's very supportive, and also, I tweeted it at him from the Corner Booth account, and he said, I'll take a thousand. <laughs> he was, me and him were... I, I was me and him were drunk DMing each other last night about weight loss stuff. <laughs> he's he's like oh, I'll get Kev back after the gym. I guess he messaged he messaged you back, and he he messaged me it was like eleven o'clock at night. I had a few beers. I I, I had today off, so I was enjoying myself a little bit while I was hanging with the boys. I and uh like I he me and him Cruz just start BSing over Twitter over Twitter DMs about like he has my number too, which is hysterical. I kept DMing me on Twitter, but. He literally started just we started talk, swapping weight loss stories. Apparently, both me and him have been trying to cut the weight after quarantine. He's down thirty something pounds. I'm down thirty pounds. It was like we're both like having fun with it. So it was definitely a, it was definitely a funny uh, funny interaction between me and him. He never also, responded to my DM. Wow. Okay, so I'm gonna give him some shit later then. Those Florida fans, man, you can't trust them. Fuck the Gators. Um. All right. Okay, so here we go. It's time for six-pack talk, Kevin. So, ladies and gents, we had a couple of really good games that we picked. And so, without further ado, Kev, let's get it kicking off with A&M. You got the uh, lines up? No. Sorry, I should have told you that earlier. That's my bad. All right, so our first game is Florida versus A&M. Me and Kev both picked A&M, both Florida in this game, as much as it kills me to pick that that's team from that inbred swamp. What? I, I just don't see a game. I, I think it's going to be close because you said the line was only about what, like seven or eight points? Six and a half. Six and a half. That was close. Um, six and a half for Florida and Florida versus a and I, I think it's going to be close, but I just don't see Dan Mullins blowing this. Trask is a semi-talented quarterback. He's definitely better than Felipe Franks was last year for them. So I got Florida rolling on this one, at least by uh, maybe a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, I think it will be. I think I don't think it's going to be super close. As much as I don't love Kyle Trask, I think he's a good quarterback. And I, Bonex. Oh, I fucking hate Bonex. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. Just I hate Felipe Franks. There you go. I don't hate Felipe Frank as much, but that's just because he was irrelevant to me for the longest time. Oh, I just hated I, – I, nothing made me happier than him throwing the dumbest interception on the planet and then getting benched against us last year in the opening kickoff game. It was hysterical. Dan Mullins I thought was going to rip his head off on the sideline because basically Miami had no shot at coming back. We are down by two score. I think it was down by a score and a half or two scores, and – we had no shot at coming back in on third and eight. Throws a dumb pick. I think um, I think it was who was it picked up? Somebody picked it up. It might have been Red Wine who picked it off, and I was laughing hysterically. 
Uh, anyway, so you know, both got uh, Florida there. Virginia Tech, UNC, Mac Brown, Sam Howell. I I don't see Virginia Tech getting. I think they're a couple years away. I don't trust Virginia Tech. Like they're like kind of like that eh team. They're a typical ACC team, as Kevin would say. Just they're not like anything to believe in. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I'm looking up the spreads for these games. It's fine. I mean, we don't even have to do the spread for VT UNC because honestly, this is probably the fastest game we'll go through. I just don't trust Virginia Tech with anything. I think they're the fakest ranked team right now. They're the they're one of those teams that's going to get bounced the second the Big Ten starts playing. Yeah. But these two teams probably won't get bounced the second the um the big the Big Ten starts playing. That is Miami taking on Clemson. I'll talk a little bit more about this later in my last call. But I just bought into the hype. I'm I I may end up regretting this as my upset pick. I don't know. But I believe in my boys, and if I pick against them, they're guaranteed to lose. If I don't pick against them, they have a shot. That's at least been my luck since college. <laughs> so I will roll with that logic. But honestly, for me, it turns into this, like, which Trevor, which Clemson is going to show up? Is it the Clemson who takes on Pitt? Or is it a Clemson who's going to take Miami seriously and smack them the daylights out of them? Or is Miami for real and... This game is going to be down to the wire. I don't know what's going to happen because I don't trust Clemson completely. I think Clemson's going to if if Clemson runs the table, goes to this national title game against Alabama, Alabama will run them off the damn field so fast it's going to make them cry. I don't trust because Clemson's like you said last night. Clemson's defense got worse, and their offense hasn't become as elite. Like they lost their best receiver for his career basically, and. Besides Travis Etienne, I mean, yeah, you got Lawrence, but Lawrence does not – he he's the same quarterback he was his freshman year. He hasn't progressed at all. So, Kev, take it away. What do you think about this game? Um, I think that, yeah, I mentioned this the other night. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence hasn't progressed. I still think he's a better quarterback than Derek King. De'Ara King, but yeah. Here. I'm never going to pronounce that properly. I'm just letting you know. That's fine. Uh, have victory after it. Also, it's fine. Correct me every time, but I'm just it's I'm never gonna get that on. Also, I think Miami would have a better chance to win this game if they were one and two. I think a three and zero Miami team, Dabo is gonna say like this team's getting all this hype because they're winning for once in the last ten years. So we're gonna go out there and curb stomp them. Clemson's going to have no issues on this team because they're going to take it seriously. True, but also Clemson hasn't played a legit team yet. Neither is Miami. Exactly. We're going to really see which team is more, which team is better. Than, I don't I also feel like, I don't know, Miami has a lot of players that like are, are former four and five star recruits like Jalen Phillips, Bubba Bolden, Quincy Roush, Zach McLeod. We have a lot of guys on our defense that I think the Pete Michael, um, not Michael, uh, Alblaze, Alblaze, DJ. I have a lot of standout players on that defense who, honestly, I think the nation's been sleeping on a lot because, yeah, they played some bad teams. But, like, against Florida State, they fell asleep at halftime. They were still smacking the daylights out. Of them. And they put Nikozi Perry, and he drove right down the field on them. I love what we've got with our three headed monster at running back with Cheney, Knighton, and, of course, the big tank himself, my boy Cameron Harris. But,. And, of course, you know, the best pass-catching tight end in the country, or at least top two, Brevin Jordan. So, I mean, we'll see. It's definitely going to be an interesting game. So, 
Yeah. Um, also, Jared, I hope you've enjoyed seeing Miami in the top 10, because once the Big, 12, Big 10 starts, that that's gone. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, because I, I would take Miami over every Big Ten school except for um, Ohio State right now. So, because I think and M- M- Penn State toss up. I don't know. Uh, uh, the rest, uh, Michigan. I would take them in a landslide over Michigan. I don't buy the team at all. Well, yeah, but so I, I think Ohio State's going to run them off the field. They can't win big games, but if there's they don't play if they don't play Ohio State or Penn State until later in the season, they're fine. They're going to be top ten the whole way. Uh and that's three teams that would knock out Miami because they're set. We'll see. I think I think also an SEC team might not get knocked off. Like not of course Alabama or Georgia, but I think a or uh, I don't even know. It's gonna be weird. Uh, it's gonna definitely be an interesting. We're definitely gonna see once the Big Ten Big Ten starts playing in what two weeks? Yeah, I think it's last. It's the twenty fourth of right? October. Yeah, it's twenty fourth. Yeah, which hopefully you'll be down here celebrating with me as we watch some Big 12 football, Big Ten football, as they're about to get their butt kicked by every SEC school um, in championship play. All right, so here we go. Pro stuff, Indian Cleveland. We talked about this at length last night, but I just don't. You actually walked yourself back off of, of taking Indy of Cleveland last night. We both took the Colts. I guess yeah. the biggest thing for me is. I don't tr- – as much as it was a st- – like Jarvis Landry was on Good Morning Football this morning. I watched the whole interview. Um, They were hyping it up. Like, oh, you guys played great. I'm like, yeah, but it's also the Cowboys who can't play defense. Yeah, no, I mean, if Jarvis Landry was lining up at quarterback, maybe I would pick the Browns. But I love Baker Mayfield, but he's not a great NFL quarterback so far. Uh, so I'm taking the Colts. I think – I think I picked against – no, I didn't pick against Philip Rivers, but I said he was going to throw a lot of picks against the Bears, and he didn't. So there might be a lot of picks thrown in this game with Philly 12 yeah, kids uh, and Baker. Yeah, so here's the thing is, like, I think Frank Reich really schemes to keep Phil from throwing turn, from turning the ball over, which just says to his character as a coach, his ability. So my thinking is here, hey, Colts, even without their, their one of their leaders, Malik Hooker, are still a phenomenal team on defense. And the Browns really haven't played a phenomenal defense except for, hmm, the Baltimore Ravens, who smacked the daylights out of them. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely take Indy here. All right, uh, Casey and Las Vegas. This one was a lot easier to pick. Um, we both took Kansas City. I, I guess you can explain it whatever you want, unless for, we're talking overs or unders. Um, I honestly, like, I look at this game and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. It's Casey's going to roll. I don't see Oakland, even if with Max Crosby chasing after Mahomes, because he's definitely the best pass rusher they've faced in a while this season. I, I don't know. Chase Winovich, one of the highest-graded pass rushers in the NFL right now. All right, I will admit, though, Belichick played really – Belichick's defense ha- was playing well, so. Yeah, and then Brian Brian Hoyer decided to fuck it up. Uh, Yeah, it, it's the Chiefs by a lot. Minus 12.5. I would not be surprised if Kansas City covers. I don't think the Raiders are that good. I think they're going to regret giving Gruden that huge contract. 
I think they'll be a wild card team, but I, I don't think they're catching Kansas City. I think San Diego, I think Los Angeles Chargers are like the team we sl- all slept on, and they're like, oh, they're actually really good with Justin Herbert at the helm. Yeah, I think the Raiders should be extremely happy that Drew Locks out so they can get a wild card spot, maybe. Yeah, probably. Um, last one, Philly, <coughs> Philly Pittsburgh. This is the pick that surprised the shit out of me when you took him. Um, <laughs> you took. Philadelphia as your you took Pittsburgh as your upset pick. No, I took Philly as my upset pick. Oh, Philly. Sorry, sorry, my brain's like scrambled right now. You took Philly as your upset pick. I just took him as my regular pick. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, this game, uh, I was watching uh clips of uh you know first take because I you know I hate myself apparently. Um, I watched Stephen A. Smith basically. That's a must win game. It is a must win. No shit, but. He's like, oh, just you know, you have you you have Carlson wants number one fan. Dan Orlovsky was on the show today, so of course, uh, him and Max Kellerman were just beating up on Philly. And I'm just like, you know what? I know it's gonna be a crazy game. I know it's gonna be the two best pass rushes in the league going at each other. So Big Ben and Carson are gonna hit a lot. <clears throat> uh, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey both ruled out as of two hours ago. Um. It's just like it was we it was day to day and they're like yeah they're not gonna be ready to go Deshaun's hamstring is like not they don't want to do what they did last year where he goes up against the Bears runs one route and his abdomen blows or it like they're just being cautious but Quez Watkins is playing my man Travis Fulgham is playing uh Greg Ward John Hightower I mean I'm not I don't hate the lineup and Miles Sanders healthy uh offensive line looks okay Nate uh Lane Johnson was even an injury report good sign. So and Jordan Malita another start on the t- on, so you know what? I'm I'm still I still believe in Philly. Uh, I think they're gonna have actually have a good game. Their new system with moving Kayvon Wallace to safety, moving Mills down the corner, allowing LeBlanc to slay in the slot. I like the move. It was a good play. I love how they phase out and kill Roby Coleman because he's basically useless. He made one good play all year. So I, I'm going with Philadelphia still and uh, Kev. Yeah, I mean this. <clears throat> I know the NFC East is garbage. But this is a must. This game could decide Philly's season if they're making the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this and miss the playoffs. That would make perfect sense. Uh, however, I hate hate picking teams you root for. I, I actively do. avoid doing it. So the because fact you- I'm doing it means I feel pretty strongly about this. I already. <laughs> I think Big Ben's over the hill. I think Juju's the number two receiver. I think James Conner's a rotation, like a platoon back kind of running back, being treated as a workhorse. Yeah. I And even with all the injuries in Philly, I mean, Philly's got a better quarterback. This year he struggled, but their quarterback's still better physically now than Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Miles Sanders over James Conner any day of the week. Preach. Uh, the Goddard... IR thing's going to hurt them all year. I'm curious if it's going to kind of speed up the Zachert's contract situation a little. We also need to get Hakeem Butler to replace him, so I don't know. We'll see what he does because, I mean, he fits our system. Tall, lanky, tight end. We'll see. But continue. Sorry. But I don't know. I I was pretty much done. I was getting to the end. I wouldn't be – I don't think they're going to lose this game. They can't lose this game as much as I shit on Carson and Doug Peterson. I think Doug Peterson's – a serviceable coach. I think Carson Wentz is a perfectly average quarterback in the league. I think Ben Ben is dropped off from that average. 
Yeah. All right. So your gimme was Alabama. Obviously. Yes. Mine was uh, Notre Dame. Take the smacking uh, uh, Florida State. So that wraps up for six packs. So, Mr. Kevin, do you have something weird for me? I do. Also, I'm looking for something. I saw something else I wanted to bring up. Okay. But I can't find it. It was like tier ranking the quarterbacks. Oh, just more stuff than my blood boil, right? No, I think Carson was in the second or third tier. Yeah, that's usually what I see. Oh, by the way, fun fact shared by one of my boys down in the Philly radio circuit, Thomas R. Peterson, shout out. Follows me too on Twitter, so he uh he's likes a couple of show tweets. Um Darius Slay's coverage grade is a seventy point seven, which is the highest of his career through four games. I just I and I'm and he also made the biggest play of the game last year. No and it's so funny because you didn't see it, but on the Hail Mary, Kevin, uh Cato had a hand on the ball and so did Ayuk. And who comes in to punch it out the last second? Mr. Slay. So I, I'm a big Darius Slay fan right now. This guy is definitely uh, definitely earning his stripes with me. I cannot find it. That sucks. Um, anyway. Yeah. Which it's not as weird as some other stuff. Okay. But Lakers are in the finals. It makes perfect sense. It's very fitting. But during the 2012 Olympics, Kobe was doing whatever he could to sabotage the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, per uh, Woj's podcast, he said, Kobe spent a lot of time with Westbrook and said to him, you know, you should be winning scoring titles. I don't know why you're letting Kevin win scoring titles. You should be the one winning them. And I, that just, like, that fits perfectly. That I would expect nothing less Oh, yeah, no. I would not either. It's Kobe. It was the master technician of shit-talking, and I would expect nothing less of Mamba R.I.P. That That is actually fucking hysterical. Yeah, I mean, I I hate Kobe as a player. I, I loved him as a person, actually, after his playing career. But I'm not going to say that I didn't hate Kobe. Because Kobe wouldn't want me to say I didn't hate Kobe. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Let's kick that smooth jazz. It's time for last call. So, folks, I am currently wearing my Miami Hurricanes hat right now. My Ed Reed t-shirt from Dime Life. Shout out. Uh, We have some connections, apparently, to Dime Life now because of our friend Joey Livin. Uh, We'll see if we can possibly get Mr. Uh, DJ Williams on the show soon because apparently Joey knows him very well. So that'd be great to get an ex-NFL player and one of my favorite clothing brands on folks five years five years ago i became a miami hurricanes fan i'll be honest i kind of bounced between teams i like players i loved mariota i loved michael james i loved uh look blunt i rooted for player dennis dixon and i loved reggie bush matt liner i really didn't have a team I root for USC when I was a kid because it was Bush and Liner, then kind of bounced to Oregon because I like their players bet. I like the players in their team. I really never had a team, and it kind of sucked because I love college football so much, but I really never had a team I liked rooting for. So 
after um, Miami got uh, Oregon got smacked by Utah in week four of the 2015 season, I'm like, you know what? I'm watching this game and I'm like, I'm actually starting to root for I'm rooting for Utah right now. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, I I kind of want to see Utah keep winning. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I gotta find a team to watch. So I started watching. Uh, I, well, I I was cooking meal preps, I think, or something stupid in the kitchen in my college dorm on a Sunday. Eagles had already lost. They're in a bad mood, and uh, or they were playing on Monday night or something stupid like that. And it was 2015, so it should Kelly anything's possible. But I was watching the U documentary on my laptop while I was cooking. Um, I started really liking. It. I'm like, you know what? I always kind of liked Miami regardless. Let me let me try, you know, let me maybe I'll be a Hurricanes fan. Why not? So my first game as a Hurricanes fan, guys, was Clemson dropping a 50 bomber on us, knocking Brad Kaya out, and embarrassing Miami, and leading to the firing. Thank God, thank you, Clemson of Dab of Al Golden, which led to Larry Scott coaching us for six weeks, where we actually ended up salvaging our record and the decent uh ended up having an okay season uh and my second game was the kick return that Cavs keeps yelling we know Kevin should have been called back but it was so crazy to watch I didn't care Miami played Clemson two years ago three years ago in that crazy turnover chain year where Mark everyone thought the U was back but the U wasn't back I knew the U wasn't back deep in my hardest of hearts because we didn't have a guy under center one thing I will say about Miami fans as a whole, I've met probably about 40 in my life. Surprises a lot up in the Northeast because a lot of ex-Miami grads. Um, they're very inviting. And they're like, oh, did you go to Miami? I'm like, nah, but I just started watching them like a couple years ago. And then, honestly, I became a fan. They're like, dude, great. Welcome to the family. They Miami fans on Twitter in person treat you like family if you're part of their like fold. So... Well, I appreciate the five years of being a member of this Miami fan family. Um, and all of you for five years know the same thing I have. We've wanted out for Clemson since they knocked that daylights out of us on national television. Twice. So, my biggest thing this weekend is it's all about the U. And uh, I am praying my Hurricanes smack Dabo in his smug face and take out Mr. Pretty Boy Lawrence. Kevin, I know as a Bama fan, you can't stand Clemson either. Clemson's been dominating the ACC for seven, six, seven years now, Kevin? Eight? I can't remember. It's got to be 14. Seven, eight years? Yeah. I'm sick of seeing that stupid-ass orange helmet. I'm sick of seeing that stupid tiger paw. I'm technically legacy at Clemson, and you couldn't pay me enough to go there. I'm not kidding, actually. My grandfather... Clemson or Clemson class of what I can't remember. But anyway, I am so excited for Saturday. I will probably, Kevin will probably check in on me. I'll be ripping a cigar so hard, I'll probably like have it half ash by the time kickoff goes. I'm going to be jittery all day. I am so excited. Uncle Ed's changed his culture down there. And I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a vibe. It's, it's, even if, even if Miami only loses by a field goal or touch, even just a touchdown, I'll think Miami's legit enough to be back, at least in the nationalized. Like, because the last time we took on Clemson, everyone thought that you was back. Malik Rohir and his big chicken ass was atrocious. Nikosi Nik- Perry, who I thought I believed in, atrocious. 
Derek King? We'll see. We get him for one year. We got Tyler Van Dyke waiting in the wings. So, go Canes. It's all about the U. And that's all I got. Kevin, you got anything else? Uh, yeah. Go to Design Tree in Teespring and buy a shirt. I am making the t-shirt designs now. Uh, I wanted an Alabama shirt for two years. And I decided to pull Fine, I'll do it myself. So we got uh, Save Sam Darnold with some ghosts. We got the Mack truck. We got Jared Studham. We got Free Julio. I'm working on a Carson Wentz one for Jared. He'll have the corner booth logo on the back, don't worry. Um, I wish I had done that with the Mack truck one. I, I did suggest that, but I think we're too late at this point. Oh, I didn't see you suggest that either. I said for both the Mac and the Wentz one in the message. I think you always saw the Wentz one okay. part of it. I don't know. It's, it's fine. Either way, I, I like the Mac Joe. If I actually didn't, like, I only, like, I, I'm just, I got Alabama fatigue, but, like, I will actively root against them because I'm not an evil asshole. Um, I don't actively root against Miami or Philly. I honestly have rooted for Bama multiple times. Like, I despise Texas A&M, so... I loved watching you guys beat the snot out of them. Yeah, they're a cult. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, Johnny Manziel's a prick, so I, I love watching him get his ass kicked. I would love watching him get his ass kicked. Um, so, yeah, no. As it's, like, pitch black, I kind of like this right Yeah, I think we're not doing the live stream. Jesus. He looked like... For those who can't tell, it looks like Jared's, like, filming a sequel to the Blair Witch Project I, right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can't even see my hair because it's that dark and it's that dark out. So you can't even see like where my hair ends. All you see is my face and my Miami hat. That's it, based off of the reflection off the screen. Yeah. Oh, also, speaking of Texas A&M being a cult, I don't like doing this on podcasts, but go to Belly of Sports and check out my SEC drinking guide. Oh, I am so for that. <laughs> I can I can send it to you quickly so you don't even have to go log on to the site, Jared. I mean, I was on Belly Sports like two days ago. I, I like reading your articles and uh, Ryan's usually. Um, you're going to see the first one and hate me, and then you're going to go through the rest and think it's funny. I, I, I generally want to yell at you anyway. Like, I, I at least yell at you at least once a week. Because, see, the thing is, Kevin yells at me for the ratio of boys and girls before you go. The, the ratio of our friendship of yelling at each other Kevin yells at me at least three times, two or three times a week for something stupid. It takes, I only yell at him once every other week, but when I do, it's violent and loud. Because I just, I do like, yep, okay, Kevin, let's go. It's it's fine. I'm Mr. Calm. I'm chilling. Kevin, shut the, yeah, like, I, I just, I, I'll snap on him, but that's, that makes a balanced friendship. So there you go. All right. It's been four, it's the 41 minute mark. So we're actually on time for once. Holy shit. All right. So I'm Jared. That's Kevin. This is a beer. It's delicious. Breckenridge Brewing. Check it out. Their stuff's amazing. Uh, go Canes. Go go, uh, go Roll Tide. So there you go. And go Birds. Go Birds! Philly, Philly! <laughs> All right. That wraps Th- up, that's folks. That's enough. Yeah. I was going to start playing, like, Trick Daddies. It's all about the U. But I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't want Kevin to completely just, like, want to punch me in the throat. So let, let's, let's nah, just leave it. Well, maybe maybe if they win, I'll play. If they win, I'll play through the entire segment. Be bragging about them knocking off Clemson. How about that? I'll do. Um, I'll just play Super Savage when Alabama wins. 
That's fine. I actually don't mind that song, so there you go. Alright, we're out. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.